You got it, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Welcome to the first episode of Manifesting, mm-hmm. podcast about former athletes turned entrepreneur. I am your host, Tyler James, former mm-hmm. Baylor football player and founder of Influxer. Today we have Nardi Myers with us. One and only. Let's go. He is the founder of Energy Check. And Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about Energy Check. So, so uh, Energy Check for me started as a wellness check on my social media. Um, I was having one of those low energy days, and I'm a very high energy person, if you didn't know. And so, I could only imagine that if my energy low, how everybody else was feeling. So, I pulled up to a spot where I had the right lighting, and I went to my Instagram, and I was like, listen, whatever you're going through today, it's gonna be okay. This is an energy check. The lighting was right, the colors matched. And when I posted, I didn't know the reaction that I was gonna get from that because I was doing that to put life back into me. And that actually helped other people, you know, finish their day um, of them going down on the crash. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, dang. A lot of people was DMing me telling me, hey, look, what you just posted helped me get through the day. Um, you don't even know that I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. And what you just said, he'll push me through it. Or, you know, I wasn't really feeling too well, but you put a smile on my face. You're, you have an infectious smile. Keep being you. I'm like, okay. And it just turned into a routine because I'm all about helping the next person. And with my social media platform, I can just post one post and hit a lot of people instead of texting or calling, hey, man, how you doing today? You know? So um, my agent, who's a really amazing guy, he was like, you should make T-shirts. I'm like, nah, I don't want to make no t-shirts. I don't want to do this to start a brand. I'm just yelling energy check to uplift people. So a few days go by, and I'm like, maybe I should do t-shirts. One of my best friends, I mean, that's your slogan. You got to go by this. This is your slogan. I'm like, yeah, you sure is right. So I, I, went, I reached back out to my agent, and I told him, I'm like, look, let's make t-shirts. He's like, I knew he was going to come back around. So I... um. I went to go work out with Michael Irvin at a um, facility, I want to say in Carrollton. And we was working out. I'm talking about Michael Irvin is a beast, first of all. He still got it. So I got oh, my man. energy, yeah, I got my energy check uh, shirt on. And I'm like, this is the day I'm going to launch it. Without even knowing Michael Irvin was going to be there, I'm like, oh man, I got to get him to yell the energy check. And then that's going to start the launch for the shirt, right? No way. So we, I'm talking about in this workout, bro, we were competing left and right, just going crazy. Him and his granddaughter and a few of my NFL clients as well. And I'm like, just ask them. So we get to the end of the workout, and I'm like, Mike, man, you did so good today. He was like, oh, appreciate it, young blood. You know how you talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, man, I got this brand called Energy Check. And I was like, man, what I do, I go to my social media, and I just yell, Energy Check, to get the people's spirits up and just get those endorphins moving. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I got you. So we do the first take, and Mike was Mike, right? And I'm like, oh, that's it. He was like, no. Let's do it again. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, man, let's do it. So then the second time was perfect. Like, I thought the first time was perfect just because I got him in the video. Uh, second time was perfect. So I'm, like, trying to keep my composure together because I'm, like, this is it right here. So I posted it on my Instagram. I'm, like, energy check shirts are out now, taking pre-orders. So I'm not really thinking much of it. I'm just me being me. DMs going crazy. Bing, bing. I'm like, okay. So I'm taking these orders and I'm telling them the price. And it's like, okay, cool, let me get four. Oh, let me get three, let me get two. You know what, hey bro, let me get one of every color. I'm like, for real? 
<laughs> yeah, bro, like, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, okay, bet. So I looked up, and I'm like, dang, okay, the first week was like 200-plus orders. The next week was like 100 and something, and it consistently stayed at 100. I'm like, dang, I ain't know I had this much love because I'm not from Dallas. Like, I just moved out here, but I got a little motion because I deal with a lot of NFL guys, NBA guys. My agent come to me again. Hey, you should have a pop-up shop. I'm like, pop-up shop, man, that sounds weak. I'm not from Dallas. Apparently, it's popular in Dallas for people to do whenever they start their own brand or trying to get established in the city. A week or two go by, I'm like, maybe a pop-up shop will be dope. And I'm like, I'm fitness, sell workout apparel for women and men. I'm like, that might be cool. Talking to him, he's like, look, it's gonna go by fast. We gotta prepare now, but we, we gonna set it at this time. So I'm like, okay. But I, I kid you not, I blinked and I was like, so it's the day before the actual pop-up event. And I'm so nervous. I'm like, what if nobody comes? <laughs> we just spent all this money for this pop-up. It? it was at Center off Mockingbird, the, uh, yeah. the sneaker shop. Yeah. Um, I'm really good with those guys over there because um, I cut the UT football players as well. And one of the investors of Center coaches at UT. So he knew of me from going back and forth from wow. here to there. It was the day before the pop-up shop. And all of a sudden, this thought came of, what if nobody shows up? Or like, what I always if, have that doubt. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I got like really nervous, but I wasn't nervous. And so you know how that, that doubt starts to creep in. And so I called one of my really good uh, friends that I look at, like my spiritual brother. And I'm like, hey, bro, uh, I don't think nobody going to come. He said, man, you know who you are? Like, man, you that guy. You the energy check, man. Everybody finna come out and show love to you. And the way he said it was, like, perfect for me to feel better, right? The day of is here. And I'm like, okay, here you go. My mom coming in town. And my mom has never been to Dallas since I've been here. So that was her first time in Dallas. So that I had been in Dallas, like, two years at that point. Wow. So that was her first time here. That brought her down. And um, in my story, um, the family that I used to live with when my mom was in prison, they came down and then we get there and I see all of these people and I'm like what the and I'm like really just caught off guard because I'm like everything just looks so perfect I'm like the store setup was dope my energy check apparel throughout the store then you got their sneakers and I'm like is this really like for me like okay so then I go in I'm talking to a few of my sponsors and I'm like I just feel love the energy peaceful. Mind you, this is right in the middle of a pandemic. So everything was shut down, everybody's wearing masks. That's another reason why I was concerned that like nobody's gonna come because this was, the pandemic has just happened. So then we get there, we're telling everybody masks are mandatory because that's what's going on throughout the world. You probably see maybe one person with a mask on and it was well over 1500 people there. And in, in, like in rotation, like going in and out of the store, enjoying the beverages, the food, like shopping. Like when I tell you, I took a step back. I never take a step back in anything that I do from me growing up as a kid to that day. And I took a step back and I see my mom smiling, taking pictures at the step and repeat. And I see the family that I moved with whenever she went to prison, smiling, taking pictures, drinking, dancing. And I started crying. And I was like, what the? 
I'm like, nah, I ain't no. <laughs> I'm like, nah. So I turned my back and then like I walked two or three steps down the other way so nobody could see me. So I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. <clears throat> Boy, what's wrong with you? So then I turn back around and then I see my mom. She's like, son, come take a picture with us. And then I lost it again. Oh, I'm like, no. So then I hear my agent Willie, no, are you crying? I'm like, no, no, my uh, this is something in the earth. Like, I'm trying to get it together, bro. But I got to witness a beautiful moment of energy check manifested on a, a scale that I didn't, I could never imagine. If I had so many celebrities there that was like my clients that you would have never known because the energy everybody was even. Everybody was respectful. Everybody was showing love, hugs. Once people left that event, they was like, oh, man, I didn't know what's name was there. Oh, oh, he was there. Oh, he was, she was there. I had the first female black doctor there. I had a few of my NBA guys there, uh, NFL guys. Like, I had the who's who in Dallas at my event. And I couldn't have planned it no better. Wow. Psst. Wow. And how long ago was that? That was in 20, was it 20? No, no, we in 20, yeah, 2020. October 17, 2020. And so how long have you been in Dallas? So I've been in Dallas uh, for four years. Okay. Four years now, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I've known you for a long time now, and yes, you've sir. always just had just upbeat energy. I don't yes, know if sir. I've ever seen you have a bad day or right. like a downtime. And, you know, even our, our friendship goes all the way back to when we were little kids. And yes, sir. What, um, why... Do you remember back then, why were you always just so full of energy? Why mm. anything in you at that time that you can remember? Man, to be completely honest with you, transparent, I'm going to be vulnerable because in order for people to understand that what they're going through in life is just a phase. So my phase of life, it started, I was growing up in Waco, Texas. Uh, my mom, who was blessed with five beautiful kids, four girls, one boy. So I had to become a man in the house very early. Um, at the time, Waco crime rate was really bad. Um, the kids were either dropping out of school to join the gang, sell drugs, or just being a victim of the system. And my mom, she did her best to try to keep us active in extracurricular activities at school or sports outside of uh, school. Um, so we, we don't really know our fathers, right? And that's okay. I never, I never knew what I was missing because she did a really good job of holding us down. By her trying to find a way to support us, she had to do some things that she wasn't proud of, but she found a way to make a way. You know what I'm saying? Um, that got her some time, and she had to go to prison. So the only person that I know to love is my mom, right? And now she's gone, so all of us get split up, and we're, we're living with different families. Of course, I'm a kid. I don't really know what's going on. I'm just going to cry myself to sleep, hoping that's going to bring her back. Um, well, I did that for a while, and I, I came to the realization that I keep crying, thinking it's going to bring her back, but it's not bringing her back. So I'm like, let me, let me do something that will make her proud, right? So let me become like the best student in school, and let me perform the best I can perform at everything that I do sports-wise. And when she come back, she can say, I'm proud of you for doing you know, a great job while I was gone. So at that age, I didn't know my mom was stronger. And how old were you when I she was, um, I was in second grade. Okay. I was going into my second grade. Um, and is that when you split up and you moved into? With another family. With another family. Mm -hmm. And where was that family at? 
um, in Bell Mead, La Vega. Okay. So I went to La Vega before I went to Gatesville. Got it. So um, in that family, man, they taught me the principles of a dollar and how to work for what you want. Because upon arriving to the house, I'm like, dang, y'all rich. <laughs> like, that's my first thought because I, I lived in the projects. And at that time, it was common to for us to see police out smoking weed with the drug dealers or the gang members or fights always breaking out. Like, it was religious to see a, a high-speed police chase at least once a day. We would always be on TV watching it the night of. Like, oh, look, we on TV, we famous. And mind you, we not even on the TV. We just, like, in the area, like, from the top view, you know? Yeah. Um, so they taught me a lot, man, and I appreciate them so much because I never wanted or went without anything. I had the finest sneakers, the finest gear, whatever Still it is. Still do today. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it was it was beautiful for me to, to experience that because my mom, she had her own way of living and they had their own ways. So I took bits and pieces from them and made it me. Um, fast forward, she comes home, I get out, I go, I mean, she get out, I go move with her. And, uh, and when is this? How old are you now? Uh, I want to say going into fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, going into fourth or fifth grade. It might be fifth grade. Um, so she's living at my grandmother's house, and so is a lot of people. <laughs> so my grandmother's house this is a two-bedroom apartment. It's not very, I'm telling you, it's probably about the biggest this room. I'm not even kidding. And there's like two or three different families living in it, but we don't know that that's not okay because we all find peace. We found peace in what was going on. So I'm living there when I have the option to literally go back to the family I just love who has everything, my own room, mm -hmm. like everything. with your mom. Right, because that's my first love. Right. Man, um, my mom, she's trying to figure it out, end up getting a place. So then I end up um, going to middle school at, uh, in Temple. Well, my cousin, Lake Seastrunk, I was always in his shadows, no matter what I did, no matter how much I outperformed him or whatever. So, oh, you gonna be as good as your cousin? You gonna be as good as your cousin? So I start running AAU track. I meet this guy named Coach Ford. And uh, I'm like, man, I don't wanna go. You know how everybody likes somebody, but it's always that one person that's like, oh, I don't care, I ain't finna kiss his butt. Coach Ford was that guy for my cousin late. <laughs> and so whenever I would tell him, hey, look, I don't wanna be in my cousin's shadow. Like, I don't wanna go to Temple High. Like, I wanna go to a different school. He was like, you know what? I can figure something out for you, boom, boom, boom. So we end up, I end up going to Gatesville High School to, to start my own journey and to get out of this shadow, right? So I, I get to this new beginning and I'm like, okay, here you go. And where's your mom at? My mom is still in Temple, I mean in Temple, yeah. Okay. So she was like, if this is what you wanna do, I support it, just be careful, call me if you need me. Okay. We've always had, um, distant love but we knew what it was without having to be around each other 24 7 so she trust and you know she prayed a lot and she she knew that God was gonna protect me even though she couldn't you know so Gatesville and I just hit the ground running I'm talking about I went from doing cross-country uh, football basketball track I was trying to uh, play baseball but because it messed up track season they wouldn't let me go I was trying to do every sport that there was to do because I was like, I gotta make a name for myself. I ain't, I don't know nobody here, but I made friends with everybody. And so my humble beginnings made me appreciate the little things that I didn't even really understand that in society's eyes, it's like, nobody wanna live like that. That's poverty. Like, nobody lives like that. 
no more. Or I would have, I would have freaked out if I would have had to go to a house full of people and we only got a one bedroom house or whatever. And so that just made me so thankful. And so that kind of just turned me up, man. And so who were you living with in Gatesville, Coach Ford? I was living with his parents. His parents. Um, Lee Ford and Desi Ford and their pastors and wife of a church in Gatesville. So I was <laughs> in church singing in the choir. I never invited none of my friends from Gatesville High School to come listen to me sing, but it was just a different type of structure that they instilled um, with, you know, religion, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So you knew being in Gatesville, like, that was never, that was not going to be permanent, because I know, you know, small towns, a lot of times people end up in mm-hmm. the same city that they right. graduated high school, but that was you knew back then this was just this was just temporary oh absolutely i i had it made up in my mind that in middle school in temple i used to see the has-beens in temple high yeah. who used to be all american football players in high school and now they work at heb i have nothing against that nothing at all but it's why didn't you do something with your career that you had while you was growing up and so i'm like once i get the opportunity once I leave my stamp in every city that I'm supposed to be in, I can't come back because I want that to be, oh, this is this is his stamp. He came here and broke every record and he left and went to another school and did the same thing. So I don't want to ever relive my glory days in a city that's in the past. What can I what can I create now in another place? So that was always my mindset. Mm-hmm. So once I left Gatesville, the only time I came back was to speak to the kids and give back in a different way because that's a part of me that helped mold me for the next level of my life. Wow. And so when, when you're going through high school mm-hmm. and you're playing all these sports, at what point did you realize like, okay, I'm more passionate about this sport and what was that sport and, or multiple sports? Man, it's going to make you laugh. So I actually hated football. Hated it. I was good at it. So I'm one of them people that if I'm good, I'm going to give it my all. I'm not going to do it at all. One day, one day I got bit up by some ants. You know, he stretched on the ground. I got bit up by some Those ants dirt fields, in football practice. Yes, bro, <laughs> and by some ants. And I'm on the ground. Let me help for the quick football because I got bit up by some ants, bro. And I didn't got smashed, tackled, and all this stuff. And it never made me wanted to quit. But them ants, they told me up, man. I wanted to quit. Uh, but my favorite sport was basketball or cross country. Um, I enjoyed that so much because of the coaches. Um, I loved football because Coach Cooper was a really great coach. He made me love football, but just like a natural uh, cross country and basketball, because I'm like, I can run for days. I've been running track since I was little. And then basketball, I'm trying to go play at North Carolina like Michael Jordan. So that's like my first love. So um, unfortunately, um, I took the smarter option with football because I was blessed with multiple different offers, um, partials, full rides, and they even let me play the position I wanted to play. And so with me knowing the financial situation with my family, I'm like, I could, my mom and them can't pay for college. And I, I didn't even have to go to college. My mom told me, she said, as long as you get a high school degree, you're okay. That's what she told me. Right. And but, you were all about just you know, wanting to make your mom proud. Yes. And so what comes with that is you don't stop. Like you never stop making her proud. It's like, okay, you did this now what? You did this now with so I was never able to bask in my success. I let everybody else around me do it. So somebody's like, hey, bro, you just broke it. I'm like, okay, well, I got to practice because I'm not competing against the people in my district, the country. So it's like, come on, let's keep working. Right. And so then you get all these offers and you ultimately end up at, at 
Charleston State University. Absolutely. And tell us about your experience there, playing football there. Whew, let me tell you. So, going into college, I was always told, well, before I got to college, I was always told college is going to be harder than high school. Uh, a lot of people fell out and flunk out their first semester. Yeah. That's all I'm hearing, right? So, then I'm like, well, I wait 135. <laughs> as, as a senior in high school, about to go play college football against some grown men, right? So I'm like, okay. But my mindset was different. So I'm like, well, I get there. I'm like, let me just give it my all. And if I feel I can say I tried, I gave it my best. Same thing with football. I get, I get to my dorm. My mom had went ahead because we had orientation, set up my room and everything. Um, I get back to my room. I look over to the other side of uh, the room, and I see my roommate. So imagine Terry Crews from White Chicks <laughs> in a muscle shirt just looking at you like, oh, what's up, bro? And I'm like, dang. He's like, can I have some of your chicken? I'm like, I mean, you can have it. You can have whatever you want. So I'm like, bro, this dude was so big. And I'm like, but we had the same mindset. He didn't feel like he was smart enough to be there. Neither did I. And we was like, man, we just going to have to ball and see what happened. How was it with what was that like with your mom moving in and, you know, you're going to college. Yeah. Going to play football. All yeah. she ever expected or wanted from you was to go to just graduate high school. Right. And here we are. What was that? What was that day like? She, she was really proud. I was the first person in my family to go to college. And I didn't even know that until after I graduated college. And she had told me, she was like, son, I'm so proud of you. But I never could receive that because I'm not done yet, right? So I took it, I heard it, and I didn't know it was a tradition for your family to take you to college and help you set up everything. So I kept trying to figure out, like, I'm like, you don't have to take me, like, somebody <laughs> else will take me. But I didn't know that was a thing yeah. because family-oriented, but, like, from a distance, you know what I'm saying? But it was something that I was used to in a different way. So my mom came in, dropped me off at college, and that was the start of something great that I had no idea no idea so we're getting ready to go to our first practice one of the coaches is like what are you a kicker <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like no sir he's like what you play i said uh i'm a receiver and uh like a specialist like special teams and stuff like that punt return kickoff return he's like you must can run fast and jump high so i'm like yeah yes sir so i just started laughing because i was so small that i looked like a kicker and our kickers were bigger than i was i kid you not so I don't know if you remember in high school when I had those black and gold cleats that said 88 got to yep. go. Um, so I had those on my first day of practice. And uh, so I was listed as the last Z. So there was like seven or eight Zs in front of me. I was listed as the last <laughs> one. By the end of that day, I was running with the ones and twos. Wow. Because my mindset was like, if I'm going to fail or flunk out of college, I'm going to flunk out going full speed. Man, I got the ball. And you, in my mind, I know what I can do. I'm not worried about y'all, but I know what y'all think y'all are going to do to me. I caught that first screen pass. I seen these big old dudes coming. Not today. Ugh. Do my little moves. And it was one of those things where, like, an N1 mixtape and how everybody go crazy once you do your move. They're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And I was like, why they yelling? So I make all these dudes fall, and I took off and scored. And then they was like, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out because, mind you, I got tunnel vision because I'm like, Okay, I got to do it again. Yeah, yeah, like, I got to do it again. And they was like, who the F is this kid? And I'm like, why are these people acting like this? Like, I'm, like, one of the smallest people. 
Man, when I tell you I I did more than I thought I could do, well, I did more than I ever could imagine because of my mindset and uh, how selfish, selfless of a person I was because I'm like, I'm going to give my all for y'all, but then like for myself, I got to go full speed and just make something happen. That's always one of the beautiful things about being on a team, man. It's just mm -hmm. like feeling that support Absolutely. And, and then being a part of like, you know, the people that, that look up to you. I remember whenever I was in high school and we were, you know, we were teammates mm -hmm. in high school. You were a couple years older than me. And right. You were somebody that I always, always looked up to mm -hmm. and I always could like rely on. Yeah. And I, I learned through life that sometimes you don't give enough gratitude in this moment. And mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you today, like, I am so grateful that you yeah. were above where I am. And I can honestly say you, you played a major part into, you know, everything that, we're doing today and, and making it to Dallas and me starting a company like my sophomore year of high school I mm -hmm. looked up to people like you yeah. because and looked up to you directly yeah. um, even though you broke my collarbone yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you broke my collarbone I still that. look up to you yeah. and it, it's it was it's awesome because yeah. it's inspiring and so I know Thank that's got to be I, I want to make sure I, I, I say that to you yes, today sir. and um you going through Charlton and mm. being a part of team, you get to experience so much of that. And, and you, I'm sure there's people you looked up to Absolutely. going through high school and going through college and getting, being around those guys all the time. It's, that's what is, is so special about being a part of a team and, yes, and getting all of these different personalities and figuring out, okay, I really like what that person does, or I really, I don't like what that person yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just not going to do that, but yeah. um, I'm going to make my own way based off of all the feedback that yes, I'm sir. receiving. So no, that's, that's awesome. And so you go from, you know, when you're at Tarleton, mm. what's kind of your mindset as far as, okay, I'm gonna start. Okay. Or when, when did you realize like, all right, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a starter. Um. So believe it or not, my goal was never to be a starter, right? Uh, my goal was to be the best version of myself as an athlete and also as a, um, a well coachable player. Um, so that was my mindset. And so I think where a lot of people get confused is it's like, oh, I'm going to be the best this, I'm going to be the best that, but like how, right? So it's, you got to do the small things, um, knowing the playbooks or knowing how to read, watch film or watch it uh, like a lot to where you learn and you, you catch up on patterns and cer certain formations and oh, what this particular corner is going to do whenever you play this team and versus another corner. Um, I became like a film junkie. So I used to watch film all the time because I wanted the coaches to know that, hey, I'm serious about this, even though I'm this small, right? So I was like a, um, a, a small package, but a dynamite because <laughs> I was at, you know, in a football game, you're one exciting play away from making the game, like a game-changing moment. I was that player and didn't even know it until I left college because my mom was like, I'm playing for my team. And so all the records and stuff that I broke, Man, like still to this day, I can't even name to you what they are because I didn't try to break them. Like I didn't go to the the list and like, okay, I'm gonna break his record, I'm gonna break his record, I'm gonna break this record. Hey, coach, I need the ball this many times so I can break. No, 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 no. We we oftentimes look at the bigger picture when you should be looking at the person who's painting the picture. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for me, because I'm so simple, I'm very simple, I'm a simpleton. My coach used to, hey, you dang simpleton. That's what he used to say all the time. <laughs> and I never got offended that, by, by that because if you can explain it to me 
to where I understand it, I can explain it in the simplest form so other people can understand it because I've always had a learning disability. Quality, yeah. Man, I've always had a learning disability of being dyslexic. And I, a lot of people don't know that unless I tell you, and I'm not ashamed of it at all. So I used to get my B's and D's mixed up, my sixes and nines. Um, when I would be reading, my brain would autofill what the next word should be instead of reading what the next word is sometimes. And I would even get caught up in uh, numbers. They, my mind just plays these little mental gymnastics with me, man. And uh, so we would have, let's say, 98XZ drag, right? Then they'll tag like a Y in the middle of the play. And I'm like, oh, dang, what's Y? Or really it just means the, the backside is the play side and the play side is the backside. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, I'm lined up. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So in practice, sometimes I would mess up because I would overthink too much. And it's just a simple tag. So like, I literally had to invest time and a whole lot of energy to want to be better. So when I'm out there on the field, the quarterback know I'm gonna do my part and so does the coach. And that just elevated me to another level and I had no fear, bro, no fear. Hmm. I knew the chances of you catching me is slim to none. And so you, you know, you finished with a very successful career yes, sir. at Tarleton, broke a lot of records there, mm -hmm. many of which still stand today, mm -hmm. uh, according to my research. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean, just awesome, but that's just, I mean, that's just the beginning. Absolutely. So what did you have? aspirations of going to the NFL and everybody does right man so with me playing the ideal thing is like okay yeah man let's see if I can make it to the NFL well my sophomore no my junior and uh, senior year I started getting pulled out of practice by NFL scouts because my sophomore year I started seeing some of our seniors and juniors that happened to them too I'm like oh the scouts here oh I got to show out today in practice uh, so I'm like going crazy not understanding that they already got their eyes on the people that you know they're coming to see so they started pulling me out of practice. And I'm like, me? Like, nah, nah, I'm, mind you, I'm probably at 165 weight-wise, but um, my performance and my practice film is just a hard-working person who's making stuff happen. I don't see that. I'm like, I think y'all got the wrong person. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I believe that things happen, good things could happen to me, but not to that extent. Like. I feel like it was just gonna be like, oh, oh, you just, oh, you got two more catches or whatever it was. But man, I got pulled out of practice so much that I was like, there's no way that they want me to play on the next level. Like I'm too small, right? And I hadn't seen that many NFL guys. So I didn't know that a lot of them are my size, smaller or, you know, even bigger. So I'm talking to these guys and they're like, hey, look, we want you to come out here. We want to fly you out, you know, to the facility. And I'm really like wild. And I still really can't believe it. So I'm like, I guess it's really finna happen. So I'm talking to my mom and I'm telling her what happened, what's going on. She's like, yes, son. She said, well, once you take this next step, just know a lot of people gonna come out the woodworks. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, I ain't nobody. After my last game, my school tagged me on Facebook. Lenore Myers in, his, in her, uh, the NFL draft. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Boy, phone, Instagram, Facebook, Old people post, I mean, old friends posting older pictures of us as kids. Um, random numbers calling me, hey, I'm, uh, I'm an agent, da, 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 I can help you. Oh, you know we cousins. I'm like, what is going on? I ain't even got to the NFL yet. So I'm really confused. It was one of those things where I felt like it was a movie. You ever see those movies where that one kid make it out the hood for his family? Yeah. And uh, now everybody wants a piece of the pie. 
and that's exactly how I felt. So I deleted my Facebook, deleted my Instagram, deleted Snapchat, and I didn't change my number, but I would start like blocking people's numbers because it was a whole lot of distractions. And if you let the distractions get to your head, you'll be that. So if they're telling you, man, you the best, I knew you was gonna make it, bro. Like you finna be the next so-and-so. I never listened to what nobody said. I always stayed focused and kept working. But because it was coming from every which way, I was like, hold on, hold on, slow down. Mm-hmm. Had knee surgery, did my physical therapy, uh, my rehab uh, my rehab process, got invited to the combine on TV. I thought that was dope, but I couldn't go because I just had knee surgery. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, Ray Lewis, no, no. Adrian Peterson had just came out for his crazy surgery in a matter of like three or four months, it really would have took a year. So I said, man, AP did, I'm finna do it. I had a micro fracture and a meniscus tear all in the same knee. My process of healing started going and I, I feel good, but I'm like, come on, mind over body, mind over body. But really, in reality, my leg was really out of there. It was, it was done. Uh, my agent moved me down here to the Michael Johnson Performance Center uh, in Frisco or McKinney. Um, so I go through that process. The Raiders, first team to call, I remember like it was yesterday. Hey, uh, we want to fly you out uh, next week to, to make sure that you can still perform. Because know, we know you just had knee surgery. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll talk to your agent, get the tickets, and stuff, uh, the tickets and things, the tickets and all of that taken care of for you. I said, okay, cool. My agent called me, he said, hey, think you'll be ready by next week? I'm like, nah, I need like two more weeks. Mind you, my knee is really still not right. It's not there. But I don't want to lose the interest because I'm trying to get there for my family. Like, I'm trying to get us at that, that spot. So then another week go by, uh, Cowboys. I'm like, hey, uh, we heard you down at the facility. Uh, you want to come up for a private workout? Um, we'll take care of everything for you. Uh, we'll talk to your agent. I'm like, okay, cool. Agent, hey, you think you're ready? I'm like, nah, I need two more weeks. And I kept doing that, which I was playing these games with my mind, and I didn't like it. I knew I could perform. It's just I couldn't right now because my knee is not right. So after talking to multiple different teams, playing mental gymnastics with myself once again, um, I started to get like kind of depressed because I'm like, man, like it's not that I can't do it. I just really can't because of my knee. So I told my agent, I need time away. Like I gotta take a step away because I was losing myself and who I was. Like that high energy person, that positive person, that light for other people. Um, so I just took a step back at that point, man. So then once I took a step back, I realized that it was more to life. And I knew, I didn't, mind you, I didn't even like football. Right. But I was riding that wave until it crashed. Right. So then it, it, it all, I wouldn't say it crashed, but, yeah. you know, certainly I'm a big believer everything happens for a reason. Same. I'm sure you are too. Absolutely. And probably big blessing in disguise. I mean, if you weren't passionate about it, now you're, you're on this journey, football's over, what's the next step? So I'm trying to figure out how I can still be the man because you got to think I'm coming off of this pedestal of NFL draft breaking all of these records. Everybody wants something from me. Hard to deal with. People are calling me not to ask how my leg doing, but like, what team you with? So it's like, how do you deal with the come down from that? Because you still want to say, oh yeah, uh, I got to fly next week to go to the uh, whatever team, because that's what people want to hear. What do you want to do? So I just stopped answering phone calls. I started, working as a valet down here in downtown Dallas, or uptown Dallas, at the, the Ashton, the, the, what was it, the Ashton, 
the Ritz Carlton and the I'm sure you're the best valet drivers. Friend the cars. Me, yes. Like, food. How can I get? When I tell you I was the best valet, and they was like, where'd y'all get this kid? Everybody requested me to like come do this and do that for That's different events and stuff. And so I I was con making connections to figure out what I was going to do next. So I did my research. I looked up three different businesses. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to get vending machines. I'm going to get uh, storage units, like buy my own storage unit. And then I'm going to get a funeral home. So I did the research on all of those things while I was at work in between like the slow time. So I'm like, okay, cool. I had this little black book, man, with everything I needed to know about this organization or these yeah. businesses so I can like take off whenever I get the right financial blessing. And then all of a sudden I had an epiphany out of nowhere. It was like, wait, you know how to cut hair? I'm like, wait, oh yeah. So why don't you market your business to celebrities and business owners because you're networking with them right now at this moment, driving their Ferraris, Bentleys, Lambos, things of that nature, and just go from there. So I'm like, oh, because I taught myself how to cut hair in college as a side hustle. Mm. And I, I didn't want to use barbering as my future life because I'm like, I have, an, I have a degree. I'm going to work for corporate America or something. Man, I put two and two together. All of a sudden, I get this bright idea to quit valeting. Uh, one of the guys that comes and watch cars there, him, he, he and I has a com have a conversation of, hey man, so what you gonna do, man? Because people used to tell me all the time, like, you're not supposed to be working here. Like, you have so much in you, like you're just like yeah. full of life. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to network so I can get my business going. He was like, man, look, I know you're worried. We're, we're having a conversation. And he was like, this is the, your time for you to take that leap of faith. I'm really good at telling people to take a leap of faith, to believe in themselves. And this is the time, the trying time for me that I was like questioning it. He was the only person, even though other people were telling me to go ahead, go, 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 that his words hit home for me. And then I quit the next day. Hmm. And so I'm like, let's go, it's go time. And people's idea of starting a business is like, when you watch a movie, like um, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like a millionaire overnight. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> No, man, my first day, I didn't have no clients. And here's where your mind to play tricks with you. My mom was like, see, you made the wrong decision. You better go ask for your job back. And I'm like, nah, 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 hold on. Whenever you work your valet job, you always have at least one or two off days. This your off day. Go see your family. Come back and recruit. So I'm like, okay, cool. Distract my mind. Boom, go home, go see my family, come back. The next day I cut like two heads. I said, okay, okay. I got a little hope. I had a little money saved up too, so I'm like, okay. And who were these two heads? Um, Jamil Showers. Okay. Jamil Showers. He Old was friends. a he was a backup quarterback uh, for Tom uh, for Tony Romo at that yeah, time the with the Cowboys and uh, one of his uh, teammates. I forgot his name uh, as well. Um, how did so, you get, how'd you get linked up with them? Uh, me and Jamil, he went to Colleen High School, wow. and uh, we had a mutual best friend, Trinkadell. Right. So that was that was. Uh, there was our guy, and he was actually trying to get me to come to A&M my senior year at, at Gatesville before I decided to go to Tarleton. Because uh, whenever he would come home during the break, we would throw and catch together and stuff. Um, so he found out I was in town via social media because I had remade my Instagram again. And all of those guys I was training with, and Michael Johnson, 
they started popping up as the people you may know. And if I didn't follow them, they followed me. I didn't even know what a blue check was. I'm like, what the heck is this thing right here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know him, this, this bro. I'm like, wait, this dude got this many followers? I didn't know he was that lit. I'm trying to put the pieces together. Hey, bro, yeah, come come, come here at the facility. I go cut his hair at the, the star in Frisco. I'm like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. I told him, I say, look, man, you post me on your Instagram, and I get some people to come get a cut from you, I'll cut your hair for free. And what Every is this? time. This is a... Nineteen or eighteen? Nineteen or eighteen. Man, look, when I tell you, this was an exciting chapter of my life. I went from cutting the cowboy guys, then one of the kids that I used to mentor while I was in high school and college ended up getting recruited to go play at Texas. He randomly called me one day. Hey, big bro, you still cutting hair? Uh, I'm down here in Texas. One of my uh, co- uh, one of my college teammates at Tarleton transferred to Texas. The kid that I used to mentor and him became best friends. So he called me, he was like, yeah, uh, I ain't know you know J-Mart, y'all played together at Tarleton. I'm like, yeah, you know J-Mart? Hey man, you need to come cut our hair, I'll barber down here trash. I'm like, all right, bet. So then I shot to Austin, three hour drive. Cut the whole team, drove three hours back. Wow. My mindset was like, I gotta get this business going. I barely slept. People like, man, something gonna happen to you man, if you don't sleep. I'm like, nah, man, I can't sleep so I'm rich, bro. Like, I'm trying to provide for my family, even though I'm out here by myself, staying in Dallas. And I just kept going, kept going, kept going. Then cut Derrick Henry here. Then it was just God was blessing me for the work that I have done in the past at this point in time because some of the stuff I couldn't imagine getting for myself. But because I was such a genuine person and I treated everybody with respect, God was like, oh, here's this, here's this. And I showed gratitude with everything because I'm like, I wouldn't have gotten into this like myself. Like, I'm just me. I don't know nobody. And so how are you marketing yourself? Just through social media? Yeah, so that's it. I'm like, post me on your social media, I'll take $20 off because really what I was doing was... And it wasn't just a normal barbershop. Like, you were were going to the people. Yeah, absolutely. So I would pull up to these guys' house hundred thousand dollar house yeah and bring my clippers and um get them taken care of and i not only did i believe that i was doing the best that you know i could do i I was selling comfort too because you got to think if you got a barber that stink and you go get a haircut every time you're like man i can't i can't keep going back to him because he don't know how to shower or you got a barber that keep cutting you you're like okay i'm not going back to him for some reason i always have cuts around my face or my neck or something like things that you don't like right i was selling comfort so not only did you get a good haircut not only did i not harass you for tickets or jersey signings i was there to do my job and i left if you wanted to talk to me i'll let you talk i'm not gonna hey man so how was the game i didn't watch i didn't watch no football or no nba games because i did not want to make that the topic of discussion hey man you shouldn't have dropped that punt during the game man. <laughs> when you're already getting ridiculed by everybody else yeah I wanted you to have a place of peace. A breath of fresh air. That's it. Just refreshing. Which is what you want when you're getting a haircut. Absolutely. You just want to be able to chill. So because I was thinking outside the box, instead of trying to figure out how I can go be just like another barber in Dallas, I'm like, I believe in myself. I know what I can do. Wow. That's awesome. And so you you continue to do that today. Absolutely. And so through the midst of this, that's when Energy Check 
came about. Is yeah. there anything else that's that's going on that you're pursuing, entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, you're doing the barber, you're doing energy checks, or anything right. else, or is that kind of the main focus right now? So energy check came about after I started doing my modeling. So my modeling agent mm. found me from me being posted on via social media from my clients from cutting their hair. And he saw that I had this look, whatever that look is that yeah. he wanted to be a part of his agency. And um, I always had this pretty boy stigma to me, right? So I used to do stuff that didn't that pretty boys didn't do to not seem like a pretty boy, but sometimes you just can't run from what you yeah. are, right? Um, still to this day, I still, I still don't accept it. And he gets mad at me, but just shut up. I'm like, yes sir, <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. So um, he reached out to me to, to be a model and I didn't want to do it because of that stigma of me being a pretty boy. Oh, that's what pretty boy is supposed to do. I knew you was a pretty boy. For some reason, I just didn't like that, bro. I just did not like so it. So he reached out to you out of the blue? Yeah, uh, Instagram. Um, so I sent you a DM? Yeah. He was like, hey. And how uh, long ago was this? This was 2019. 2019? 2019. Okay. So um, he reached out to me, and I didn't respond. Because I'm like, man, I don't know who this dude is. Like. This dude telling me he got an agency model. I'm like, I don't want to be a model. Like, I'm working. Like, yeah. I'm a barber. I'm a barber. Uh, so then I keep going, and I ran into him at the gym. And he's like, hey, I'm a, are you Barber Nardi? Because at that time, that's what my Instagram name was. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, oh, I'm the model. I mean, I'm the, uh, the agent that's been reaching out to you about doing modeling. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, I got this show, and I want you to come. I said, okay, yeah, yeah. So I try to walk away. He's like, wait, I don't have your number. I'm like, oh, okay. So I gave him my number. He takes me the information. Still didn't go. So I, I had a conversation with one of my really close friends. And I was like, man, this dude keep hitting me up about doing modeling. And this is the first thing my friend said. He said, Nardi, if I had a body and look like you look, <laughs> I have about 12 kids. Just try it. He's like, you do it. Something comes of it. You'll be glad you tried it. If it doesn't, it don't. I said, all right, you know you're right. So then I finally messaged him back, did my first show, and I was like, I'm going to every show because of everything was so dope, different, beautiful so, women. So you weren't doing the photo shoots, you were doing more did, of like the live runway stuff. Yes, that's my, my first thing that I ever did was a live runway show at the Ritz-Carlton, oh, wow. a place I used to valet at. Yeah, oh wow. Talking about a full circle. Full circle, yeah. that is awesome story. Man. Yeah. Yeah, who valeted your car? Did you no, valet your car there? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I oh, I did valet. Valet your car I there. did valet it, and then the guy was like, Nardi, what you doing here? <laughs> I said, man, I'm in this show. Oh, bro, I got you. I'm parking in the front. Normally, we make people pay extra to park in the front, but because I knew the guys, and they knew I was a good guy, and then I, even when I came out, it was like, how you get parked in the front? I'm like, man, I just know people. So it, it, was, it, was, it was a beautiful thing, man. That's Very awesome. Beautiful. And so you started doing, that was your first one where, you know, you obviously just tried it. Did, mm. you, did you love it? Was it fun? I did. You're like, I'm going to do this again? I did. Man, I've, so I love women, but like I'm very respectful. <laughs> like I'm, so I'm trying to say this in like the most respectful. I, I love women, but I'm very respectful. And I love it, all the aesthetics of a woman, right? Um, and I can look at you and appreciate you from afar without having a, hey, baby, uh, what's your name? Like, you know? And there were so many beautiful people in general, like the guys, the women, um, people who were truly themselves. And you don't get that a lot nowadays because everybody's trying to be like somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I love that energy so much. And it was something new for me. And I'm like, I guess I do got what it takes to be a model. Even though I'm looking at all these beautiful people, I'm like, all of them look like models. I don't look like no model. I look like the football guy 
they got lucky and he got one or two tattoos and here just get in there but when i started it was such an embracing thing for me and i loved it man i i got bit by that bug hard really yeah so I continue to do more of it and you still do it today yes sir doing the barber shop yeah the celebrity barber do you still go by celebrity barber um it's, it's it's on my Instagram in my bio. Instagram bio. Yeah, is yeah. Okay. Celebrity barber. So I don't call myself the celebrity. I cut the celebrities. That's the, that's what you're putting out. Yeah, there yeah. That's what it. Know yeah, because what differentiates yourself. I, I don't want people to think, oh, you call yourself a celebrity. No, 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 no. It's not me. It's I deal with the celebrity. Yeah, hundred percent. And so the, the so how do you balance all that? My agent. Agent. Yeah, my agent. So I I well, for the most does part he, does he book your the haircuts and some, the some of them like certain high profile people i'll let them deal with them while well, i let him deal with them because um they like to use tricky wordplay and it's like no this is the price and i'm like why you keep saying oh we can do um they like to say uh what, what is it called we can collide or collab or we can do uh i'm gonna post you on my social media and i'm like i understand that but this is still the price People don't understand celebrities and well-off people, not all of them, but a handful of them, I'm gonna say that. They like to try to figure out a way to, to get out of paying, right? Man. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like, <laughs> you, you gotta understand. Yeah, yeah, you gotta understand, like, I'm grinding. Like, I'm, this is a stepping stone for me to figure out something else. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna address you like I would somebody in the street if somebody came up and slapped me in the face. I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna handle them respectfully, but then it just got to a point to where okay, you want to try this? And I just switched them over to him. There's no wordplay that he takes. Is this or you're not getting a haircut? Is this or you're not using the model? Is this or you cutting drop? Oh, you were? I'm just, I'm just too nice. Right. So like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just too nice. And I've learned a lot from him how people try to like mess you over because of who they think they are. Mm -hmm. Not who they are, who they think they are. Yeah. So, so many people try to message me because they verified, like, hey man, you know I'm verified, I can uh, post you on my story. I'm like, still go talk to my agent. Like, uh-uh. Right yeah, that ain't got nothing, it's just, it's either you can react and have a rip for going off on your clients <laughs> because they don't pay you or they trying to like scam you or whatever it is, or you can let somebody else handle it and that person looks like the bad person and you still look like the innocent saint. So it was a tricky way of going about it, but I'm I'm thankful for him. And uh, energy check stemmed from that. So then, so the pop-up shop, I forgot to mention, went viral because it was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Nobody was outside. And so that made the news. <laughs> There's a group of people here. Literally. We got to go, go get content for Man, the news. It was the first thing we've had in months. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So that went viral, made the news, and then life <laughs> i'm just like wow so what's happened since there since the pop-up shop with energy check mm -hmm. what, what where has it gone since then and where do you want it to go so energy check i want y'all to hear this and hear this good it's the number one brand in the world it's a ministry it's a wellness brand and it's a fitness athleisure where what we do is going to be something totally different or what we're doing is something totally different we're not a fight we're not trying to get people's uh, to spend money with us if you want to spend money by all means we're trying to help people mentally understand how great they are a lot of people want to be motivational speakers and things of that nature 
I'm going to plant these seeds. Me and my team are going to plant these seeds inside of you to help you water your own seed. That's why we're here. That's why it's called an energy check. Listen, there's power in numbers. The more that we stick together, come together and become one, we're going to be unstoppable. So energy check is going to be the number one brand in the world. J3 Productions is going to be the number one model, uh, model agent, talent, right? My, uh, uh, <laughs> J3 Production will be the number one talent agency in the world. Everything that's connected to us will prosper. And I only say that because the manifesting powers, the frequency that I vibrate on is at an all-time high. And I'm here to use what God is blessing me with to change people's lives for the greater good. That's so important. Mm -hmm. That's so important. That's so powerful. And that's Absolutely. exactly why, you know, I named this podcast Manifesting. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful and really like tapping into people. And you say planting that seed into Absolutely. people. That's that's really all it takes. Absolutely. Is, is they need to hear it. They know it in their mind. Mm -hmm. But hearing it from somebody else, having right. that accountability partner, working as a team right. to all get to the same goal. None of us are, we're, we're all young here. Absolutely. None of us are where we want to be yet. Absolutely. However, if you don't talk about it, you'll never do it. Yeah. If you don't at least try to put your mental fortitude mm -hmm. towards it, yeah. it'll never happen. Right. So might as well say that it is going to be the number one company in the world. Absolutely. Because it is. Yeah. Because if you don't believe that, it never will be. Exactly. So uh, I, I love that very yeah. much. So that awesome. Great for sharing. And I hope we get to be you know, part of the journey. And, yes, sir. Um, where do you see it being in, in five years? This is where I see it. Um, you know, your, your typical Nike time to manifest brand. Yeah. 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 So on a manifesting, <laughs> the manifestation podcast is time to manifest. I see energy check being just as big as Nike, if not bigger, I see energy check becoming the biggest ministry around the world. We're not forcing a religion on people. We're trying to get them tapped in into their spirit, spirituality. Mm -hmm. We want to change the world, but it starts with one person at a time. Energy Check goes into schools once a week to go give back and to help these kids see the value in who they are and who what they can become. That's not that's not no game. Energy Check, we go out and serve the community by helping at homeless shelters, giving out free haircuts, uh, free haircuts during uh, back to school times, um, figuring out a way to serve people in different ways because everybody can give out a turkey on Thanksgiving, right? Everybody can say, oh, I'm mentoring this person, I'm mentoring that person. I mentor kids, people older than me, and business colleagues. Like, don't look for change, be the change. And that's that's what my whole motion is. So Energy Check is going to be just as big as Nike, apparel-wise, if not bigger. And we're going to be so big around the world that you're going to be like, are you doing a, war, a world tour or something? Yeah. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a world tour of helping people get tapped in with their spirituality and um it, it's it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy i saw that's awesome man that is that is really awesome i saw recently you did you know we talked about the pop-up shop mm -hmm. but tell us a little bit about the most recent runway show that you did right and setting that up and what was that like so the the most recent runway show that i had was for juneteenth we celebrated out there at legacy west and they wanted energy check to be a part of the show and i was blown away because i was a model in the show as well oh, wow. so i'm like okay cool they was like this lady's gonna go first and then we're gonna 
do your brand next. I'm like, okay, cool. I have my models come out. Everybody's cheering. It's beautiful. It's like 1,500 plus people there at this event in Legacy West. Um, so I'm walking out to like, you know, wave the people, you know, thank you for cheering for my brand. They say, Nardi, turn around. I'm like, yes. So I had just had a baby two days before that. That's right. My firstborn child, London May Myers, my little beautiful thing. Um, that's my energy check right there, man. Um, so I turn around and it's Father's Day this day as well. So they're like, well, Nardi just had a kid and uh, he's a new father. And everybody's like, oh, right. I'm yeah. like, oh, right. So then they was like, everybody look at the screen. The video that I had posted the day after she was born, they had that playing on the screen. Oh. And the whole crowd was like, oh, like the energy in there was so amazing that if it was high, it's high, you gonna feel it. And if it's like sentimental, you gonna feel that too. Man, when I tell you, I've never felt so valued and appreciated. Like my first pop-up shop, this was different because my baby's on the screen and everybody was just so like, I'm so proud of you. That runway show was so lit. It was, it was like uh, you couldn't have planned it no better. It was, it was sold out. Even though you can't sell it out, it was just a lot of people. It was just, it was beautiful, man. And I, I was so thankful that I was a part of that because that elevated energy check uh, once again, because um, it's all about elevating the brand as you go and do things. Um, that also boosted my modeling as well. So. I am going to be the the most world renowned model and actor around the world as well too. Love it. Yeah. Love it. What about what about Barber? You you mentioned earlier that yeah. that was, you know, a stepping stone to, Absolutely. to where you want to go, but is that something you want to continue long term? Something you thoroughly enjoy or is that something that you, you know, look at as hey, that was a good that was a fun phase in my life. Yeah. Um so I look at that as just like you said as a fun phase. Um that that's where the hard work was put and built like right there me yeah. being a barber because there was a lot of sleepless nights a lot of long three-hour trips back and forth to austin just to come back to you know continue cutting here and i love it and i don't want to completely lose it because that's what started me you know propelled me into where i'm at now um i still do it to this day but i want to get to the point to where i'm able to put all of my energy into the energy check brand of me going into the schools more often, me finding a way to um, mentor more kids because that's what my true passion is. Me cutting hair is something I taught myself that I turned into a business. You know what I'm saying? So that's fun to me, that's not a job, that's a hobby. Um, I eventually want to get a few people um, to build a team and have them still doing that because I don't think I could ever stop like with that because that's my business, but I wanna redirect my energy fully into something else because I just I see the bigger picture for my brand and I gotta hurry up even <laughs> though I gotta take my time yeah. because one life is precious two life is even more precious so the more people I can get and reach I gotta go get them how do you feel that that being a former athlete is, yeah. has helped you throughout this journey and, and continued journey Ooh we it helped with a lot it's almost like going to the military. <laughs> I, I would, the comparison would be going to the military because it, it teaches you brotherhood, uh, discipline, and it teaches you how to be a man if you allow it to be. Um, oftentimes, people try to put the blame on other people when you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, is it me 
and figure out what the problem is because no nobody really likes looking at themselves and say okay i'm the problem right. you know what i'm saying right. yeah yeah but once you get to that point in your life and you realize that then your success of life and maturity as a man will start to grow um and so i i know that and because of pop winter football because of running aau track as a kid you know performing at the junior olympics all of these things were all structured events it wasn't like even though in track whenever you got your single event you still represent your team so what you do affects the team basketball what you do affects the team so as you get older in life and you start having kids what you do affects the family if you don't have kids you got a mom you got a dad even if they're not active in your life either or what you do affects somebody or something mm -hmm. so you got to be careful and mindful of that so why not be a good example a great example of hey you know what that's that's my boy right there i'm proud of him for somebody to say hey i know him you know right. so that's what i'm striving to continue to do every day like i'm not complacent i'm not um i'm not satisfied where i'm at it's a it's a it's a stepping stone so it's time to keep moving forward how's your mom man amazing that's um what does she think of all this right now? She is actually blown away. Um, she didn't want much from me but to just get a high school degree. And in return, I I think without even knowing that took some pressure off of me to even do more. Yeah. Right? She asked for the bare minimum. And then I went and do above and beyond. And so now she's like, son, I'm so proud of you. Uh, now you got a daughter now people like whenever you see your son or your child loved by other people and they came from this town and a whole nother town that you're not even from that's that's magical you know and my mom used to always tell me son you so magical and I'm, I never <laughs> understood what she said or what she meant by that but I used to take that as okay my mom just loved me like she's supposed to tell me yeah, I'm yeah, magical. Supposed to tell you. but man that but because of that woman right there man I've I've been able to accomplish a lot and I'm not done yet and my goal of still trying to make her proud would never be fulfilled so I'm still going to do whatever I can to figure out a way to keep making her proud that's awesome that's awesome well that's um that's the first episode yes sir thank you Nardi for coming on board and uh telling your amazing story yes sir. I mean just so inspiring yes sir of where you've come from where you've been, the obstacles you've overcome, and the constant just, you know, continuing to move forward and continuing to strive for perfection and not being complacent. Yes, um, that's what's so beautiful about being former athletes is the way it translates into the business world yes, and to starting a business is, you know, you're going to, I'm sure you, you have plenty of stories of yeah. failures and lessons learned along the way. and. You know, going from such a high of go, almost going to the NFL to mm -hmm. them being a valet driver yes, sir. to then going back to yeah. model at that same hotel that you were valeting for. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and that's just the beginning. Yes, I sir. mean, that's just such an awesome story. And I can't wait to see everything that you accomplish and everything mm -hmm. that you do. And like I mentioned, I've always looked up to you and uh, couldn't think of a better first person to have on the show. So yes, sir. Well, thanks again. Before we leave, I got to give you your flowers because... You're doing a great job, and you're you're killing it at what you're doing, right? You were already in Gatesville before I got there, and the expectations of people in Gatesville are not very high. 
So for you to be from there and still doing amazing things, you got to get your flowers as well because you can't overlook that, man. And a lot of people wish they can do the things that you're doing. So I say congratulations. Continue doing great things. And more life is on the way. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Journey's not done. Yes, just, sir. Just beginning. Absolutely. So I appreciate you. Yes, sir. That is Nardi Myers. Energy check. Check them out. And we out.